All right, this is part two following up the first part, which was talking about the problem. Now we're going to get into discussing the differences between savings and investing. Here we go. Okay, like I said, in this part, we're going to distinguish the difference between savings and investing. And just to be clear, the next step from here is if you like what you see or what you hear today, we need to schedule a Zoom call and see what infinite banking could look like for you and your family. We'll get a quick financial snapshot for you about where you are and what you think you might want to solve with this. I'll put together a package between then and that Zoom call, and then we'll go over that snapshot. Then, if it's good with you, we'll move forward. If it's not meant to be, then we'll part as friends, and hopefully we both learn something. And and one more important thing uh, I, I think of before we look at all this. One thing that I feel that I have been guilty of in the past, and advisors in our world have been guilty of, is mixing together the two words, saving and investing. Those words get commingled together and get used like one another. You know, because anytime anyone is talking about money, the only question they know to ask is, what is my rate of return? And that's not an unfair question, but we have to understand and distinguish what we were asking it about. So when I say the word saving and investing, and they've been commingled together, we define savings as money you can't afford to lose or you don't want to lose. So it needs to be safe, it needs to be liquid, and if we can get some type of return on it, that'd be great. But since you're listening to this audio, we can bet that you have some amount of cash sitting in a money market account somewhere. We would consider that money savings. You have this amount in that type of account because you have an immediate need to use that capital for something in the not too distant future. We don't want those dollars in this bucket to go backward. We want those dollars to grow if they can, but most important thing is this, we know what we have. And if we need it today, we can get it today. We don't want to stress that liquidity and we don't want there to be an adverse tax consequence if we do have to get access to it. All these attributes are things we look for in a savings bucket. The savings bucket, on the other hand, is all the places you're going to take those liquid dollars and put them to work. So the investing bucket is dollars that we're going to be in for the long term, where we hope for a greater return, but with greater return, we have to take on greater risk. There just is no place where we can get what everyone would define as a high rate of return without some level of risk associated with it. So you're going to put that dollar to work otherwise. What we're going to talk about today is the savings bucket. And you're listening to this because you're probably a business owner, you're an entrepreneur. I can't do anything but disappoint you if I take your dollars from your savings bucket and try to get you a rate of return. You're going to get a greater rate of return in your business or in a real estate deal. And I can't keep up with that. I just can't. But ask yourself this. Is there a way to be more efficient with our savings dollars so that we have more savings dollars to invest? It doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. Our ability to invest comes from the excess of our savings. And until you have your liquidity needs handled, your day-to-day dollars dealt with, and the bills paid, you have no dollars left to invest. Because when you think about your cash flow and the dollars that are coming into you each and every month, what, maybe 15, 20 cents of every dollar that comes into you actually gets invested somewhere? And that's if you're in the rare minority that invests that much of every dollar that comes into them. Well, the other 80 cents just simply gets ignored by most people. So what we want to look at with infinite banking is that other 80 cents. So if we can be just this much more efficient with that 80 cents on the dollar, we can create so much more savings that even when we do invest it, we can take on less risk and still get to the place we want to go. Now we're investing three to four times more 
if we would have ordinarily invested because now we have three to four times more dollars to invest. Saying all that, we want to compare where your capital is sitting right now. We don't want to compare a better savings tool with a mutual fund or a brokerage account or what you can do in real estate because you're not doing any of that with your capital right now. You're keeping your money in a safe and liquid place. The difference with infinite banking is the ability to enhance our liquid dollars in a more efficient and safe location. So in the next part of this series, we're going to build the most efficient savings account that we can and then compare it to see if it's possible to do the same things with life insurance. We'll quickly see just how important the location to our capital is and how it correlates to growing our wealth. All right, thanks for listening to part two called Savings vs. Investing and why infinite banking is so much better than parking money in a PNC account or at a bank downtown. If you want to see what this infinite banking idea could look like for you and your family, check out the link in my bio. That link takes you to my calendar. Find a time slot on there somewhere in the future that's going to allow us to get on a Zoom call and figure out what's going to be the best way to approach these finances and figure out how we're going to get you wherever you want to go just faster. See you in part three.